broadcast. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, and you're tuned into Corbett Report Radio right here on the Republic Broadcasting Network. And as Justin Raimondo writes on Antiwar.com, they are cowering in Chicago, where the NATO summit is scheduled to open on May 20th. The security arrangements go well beyond paranoia. They're telling office workers in buildings adjacent to the site to dress down lest they become identified with the proceedings. A huge security zone is being imposed on McCormick Place, where the conclave will take place, and subway riders who must pass under the site will be subjected to pat-downs and other security measures. The airspace above the venue will be restricted, and any planes that pass through it will be promptly shot down. And those are just some of the signs of the encroaching, unbelievable police state rollout that's taking place in preparation for the periodical meeting of the who's who, the hobnobbers of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, a.k.a. the would-be imperial conquerors of the world, under the thumb of Washington and London and Tel Aviv. So tonight we're going to be talking to Julio Rauseo, who has been a guest on this program a few months ago to talk about Chicago under the reign of King Rahm Emanuel, who was uh, recently anointed after stepping down from his position as a chief of staff of Obama's White House. Well, now, of course, he's running the show in Chicago as they prepare for the NATO summit. And as people who were listening to the broadcast the other night with Rick Rosoff will know, there's a, a lot on the table with this summit and a lot of, well, eerie preparations that have been taking place. So on that note, why don't we just go straight to tonight's guest? We have Julio Rauseo on the line, and he has a brand new website, uh, jnreports.wordpress.com, that we can direct you to tonight, where he will be reporting, I'm sure, on the NATO summit and many other things besides. So, Julio, it's great to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me on, James. It's an honor to be, to be back on your program. Can you hear me okay? You're loud and clear. Um, so it's great to have you here. It's great to talk to you again. And for the listeners out there who may not uh, remember or may not have caught you the first time you were on the program, just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your brand-new website. Sure thing. I would love to. Um, my name is Julio Rauseo. I'm from uh, a suburb of Chicago, recent graduate uh, of studied broadcasting at Western Illinois University in Macomb, Illinois, and uh, was focusing on sports broadcasting, but uh, was just fed up with corporate media and the way they were, you know, deceiving the public. And just uh, my political awakening got to drop sports for a bit, my focus on sports and to focus on government corruption and, and the new world order and, and, and globalism. So uh, I started uh, JNR Reports just a couple months ago, just uh, covering covering events. I went to CPAC a few months ago. I did a report on Rahm Emanuel last year. And uh, now with the NATO summits coming up, I decided this could be my big launching point, the, the start off of my uh, independent reporting. And uh, yeah, I, I still can't believe, James, that the NATO summits are actually approaching and it's going to be a, a police state takedown over Chicago. It's, it's just unbelievable. Unfortunately, it is all too real. But yes, I understand. It's uh, certainly it, it seems to have crept up on us quite quickly here. And uh, oh, yeah. it is. It is quite uh, disturbing to see all the preparations, which, of course, we'll be getting into tonight on the broadcast. But as I mentioned, you have your brand-new website, so so let's direct people there and also to your YouTube, Twitter, Skype, yeah. and anywhere else you'd like to direct um, people to. My, uh, yeah, so my blog is uh, jnreports.wordpress.com. I'll, I'll be posting, I just launched it uh, a couple of days ago, I'll be posting articles, videos I've done in the past, and then upcoming uh, updates from 
uh, NATO, Bilderberg, and so forth. Uh, my YouTube channel is 1776 Umphreys, U-M-P-H-R-E-Y-S. And my Twitter is at JN Reports. It'll link you to my YouTube channel uh, from there. Excellent. Well, we'll put all of that, of course, in the show notes for tonight's episode at CorbettReport.com slash radio. On that note, we'll take a short break, but we'll be right back to talk more about the NATO summit in Chicago right after this. We bombed them all, and mostly under NATO auspices. So we're back, friends. We're back here on Corbett Report Radio. Thank you for tuning in for tonight's broadcast. Once again, I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, coming to you, as always, from the palatial home recording studios here in the sunny climes of western Japan. And tonight we're joined on the line from the Windy City by none other than Julio Rauseo of jnreports.wordpress.com who is right there on the ground in FEMA Region 6 in Chicago, Illinois, where, unfortunately, the NATO summit is about to take place. And we've been watching this and covering it here on the broadcast and in some of my other work on YouTube and other places, watching it sort of unfold like a nightmare before our eyes with the lead-up to this uh, summit and all of the Orwellian technology rollout that's taking place and all of the, the systems of control and the police state that, unfortunately, is ramping up in preparation for the summit. But, Julio, you're right there on the ground, so let's start getting a sense of what it is that's uh, been taking place there for the last few months and what people in Chicago have been witnessing. Uh, you know, studying broadcasting and with Chicago being the third largest media market in the country, right behind Los Angeles and New York, uh, it starts with the psychological uh, preparation, the public relation spin leading up towards the NATO summit. And for over a year now, we've seen the, the, this operation take place. And it, it's more of, of, of an acceptance of NATO, an acceptance of NATO as this, you know, world army coalition. But they, they try to use, use the word terminology in, in, in sort of a layman sense, trying to get the public rallied around NATO, even though we've seen just in the last few months with NATO's operation in Libya – how that works so peacefully, quote unquote. Obviously, it didn't turn out peaceful at all. They're trying to they're trying to make NATO as a as a as a group that we should rally around and be encouraged by. And so, with organizations like the Chicago Council on Global Affairs, which is you know a subgroup of the Council on Foreign Relations, they've been doing meetings over the last few months in preparations of the summit, just just getting people used to what NATO really is. So we've seen that in news reports even throughout Chicago from ABC, CBS, and so forth. They've been getting the public prepared for, number one, how great the summits will be, and number two, uh, the disturbance of protesters. So we've seen uh, pros and cons, uh, more more pro-NATO reporting uh, over the last few months. Certainly, it does appear to be slanted in that direction, but I am hardened to see, certainly, of course, obviously, in the alternative media, but even some slipping into the mainstream, some reports that uh, that at least portray some of the ominous tones and nature of this summit and, and the preparations that are ongoing. So perhaps let's talk a, a bit about those uh, those reports that reflect what's really happening there. 
Right. Um, well, it, it, it's so easy to look back at Toronto's G20 and 12. Hello, Julio, are you there? Julio. It looks like Julio may have dropped off the line for a moment there, so we'll see if we can uh, get him back on the line and, and get him back up for you. But just going I I, through... I think I'm here, James. Oh, hello. Okay. Yeah, there you are. Sorry. my. I don't know why. I'm, I've never had... I never had problems with my Skype. Maybe the next break I, c I can call. No problem. We'll reconnect. But uh, you're on now, so so keep going. Oh, and he just seems to have dropped again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we will get that sorted out behind the scenes. But let's take a look at some of those reports that are coming out about what's really <clears throat> going to be taking place Hello. at this summit. Yes, Julio. Okay. Okay, I'm here. Um, so, uh, again, my apologies about my Skype connection problems. Um, no problem. With, so with, with, with the previous summits in the past, they've been media-wise trying to uh, get people not to come protest, trying to build up the preparations that, yes, something will happen in the city. You know, there, there could be uh, disturbances by anarchists. And if you look just a couple months ago at Adbusters, that, that openly is a George Soros-funded group, they were calling for the uh, occupying Chicago from May 1st all the way up to the summits in, in remembrance of the, the 68 Democratic National Conventions. And being in Chicago for the last couple of weeks, there, there, there is no occupation of the city. That's just all hype. And you, there are small protests by Occupy Chicago, and there's some uh, Save Our Clinics groups going on. But really, this ad busters claim has been, has been all hype. But yet it's gotten the public and the media concerned that there, there is going to be disturbances in the city, which has led to this overblown of security preparedness. Well, that raises an interesting issue altogether for me, because I must admit I'm a bit ambivalent about the idea of protesting in the streets as any sort of effective way of really influencing the decisions that are going on at the summit or even drawing awareness to the nature of what's taking place there, because... Obviously, the way that's going to be portrayed in the mainstream corporate establishment media is just a bunch of hippie protesters and some anarchists who are going to break windows or whatever, and that's, of course, the only thing that they'll focus on. So I really do wonder what the point of the, the protests are. But, but you're in touch with people there. What, what, what is the mood of the people out there who are actually opposed to NATO, and, and what, what are they thinking about these types of protests? A lot, of, a lot of the people are that, that I that I've spoken to are more concerned with what's going to happen in the city. Are we going to see same the same style events as in Toronto and Pittsburgh and so forth? And a lot of people are concerned with businesses and how how overall downtown's going to look. Uh, I, I think media wise, a lot of people don't know really what NATO even is or what NATO's power truly is. So they're just concerned with how pro protesters are, are going to interrupt uh, business as usual. But, you know, friends that I know that are politically involved and are awake know about NATO, know about their war crimes, and are just disgusted that they're even coming to Chicago. Me, personally, I wish they went the same route as the G8 and went to Camp David much more secure location than coming to Chicago and leaving the floodgates open to uh, destruction in the cities. Well, exactly right, and this is something that we touched on last time you were on the program. It was uh, rather surprising that they were going to try to hold the NATO summit and the G8 together in Chicago in the first place, and uh, it, it certainly is a bit of a relief in a certain sense that they did move the G8 to Camp David, where 
obviously those types of security concerns won't be the problem. It won't be uh, the they won't have the excuse for rolling out the police state, but still the NATO summit will still be taking place there, uh, heads of state from around the world. Obviously, um, some pretty important people are going to be in town, so there will be the, those types of security preparations, and we've talked about the uh, snipers and the black helicopters and all of well, the other craziness that's been going on, but perhaps you can elaborate on some of that. Yeah. Um, it, the Secret Service, you know, they're, they're hyping this as, you know, a national uh, security-type event, and here in Illinois, there's the Illinois Law Enforcement Alarm System, which is, you know, a, a terrorism task force funded by Homeland Security. And hey, Julio, Julio, are you there? Julio is uh, fading in and out, friends, fading in and out. Well, we'll we'll see if we can get that uh, that corrected, and perhaps we can just try to reestablish that connection behind the scenes while we're waiting to get him back on the line. But as I was saying, let's let's look at some of the reports and the ways that this summit is being portrayed in the media. And, for example, we could go back to March of this year for a report from ABC News, which was covering the, the agenda of the summit, and they were talking to a British diplomat, and the, the headline is British Diplomat Talks About NATO Summit Agenda. And even back in March, they were talking about some of the things that are going to be on the plate, so to speak, for this NATO summit. Uh, and so, for example, they're, they're talking to, uh, British ambassador, Sir Peter Westmacott, of course, Sir Peter Westmacott, who's saying, uh, we're going to have a smart defense on the agenda for the summit here in Chicago. We need to look at better, more intelligent ways of sharing the responsibilities. We also need to ensure, by the way, that the existing members of the alliance are assuming their responsibilities properly and are paying their share, if you like. And I take that as something of a veiled reference to the obvious division in NATO itself, within NATO itself, between the British and Americans who feel that they've been putting in the uh, the, the mass onus of the, the burden for the past several years in Afghanistan, most specifically, but in other places as well, and sort of chiding the junior partners like uh, the Canadians and the Germans and, the, of course, the French, who are uh, reluctant to put their troops in anywhere. So, uh, so I think there's some animosity there that's uh, that's being alluded to, but uh, th- those are the types of things bubbling under the surface. At any rate, I understand we have Julio back on the line. So, Julio, are you there? Julio, welcome to the program. No, he is not there yet. All right, let's uh, let's continue going through some of the the coverage of this. Well, I opened tonight's uh, broadcast with a quote from a new Justin Raimondo article under the headline "NATO: The New Holy Alliance." It's up at antiwar.com, but uh, but it's on blacklistednews.com, which is where I'm getting it from. And uh, and uh, I was reading from that opening paragraph where he was going through some of the uh, the preparations that have been taking place for this NATO summit. But uh, but he also goes on to make an interesting historical point. He says that I have no doubt the original McCormick, uh, of which McCormick Place, where the security summit, the security zone, is being uh, declared. Uh, Colonel Robert Rutherford McCormick, publisher of the Chicago Tribune from the 20s to the mid-50s, is rolling in his grave as the NATOites prepare to convene in the place named for him. The colonel denounced NATO on the occasion of its formation as the instrument of a destructive internationalism, one that would forever entangle us in the feuds and intrigues of a dangerous world. For his pains, he was attacked in the New Republic and even in the nation for taking the Soviet line. 
as McCormick, along with such notables as Joe Kennedy and Herbert Hoover, warned against the folly of collective security embodied by NATO, the editors of the New Republic envisioned a red dawn-like future in which the commie Colossus would sweep across Europe and leap the Atlantic until the Stalinist caucus in the Tribune Tower would bring out in triumph the first communist edition of the Chicago Tribune. So we see, friends, that the rhetoric may change a, a few of the, the words here and there, but it remains mostly the same. If you're not for NATO, you're for the terrorists, or so they proclaim. At any rate, we'll reestablish contact with Julio Rosseo and join you once again right after this break. Welcome back, friends, and playing us in for this segment is Directions in Music, an interesting uh, and one of my favorite albums by Bundy K. Brown, James Warden, and Doug Sharon, reported, recorded in none other than the Windy City of Chicago itself at Idful Music back in spring of 1996. So there's a little plug for that, uh, that great little album. But tonight we're talking to uh, Julio Rauseo from the Windy City itself, talking about the NATO Summit. And uh, we've reconnected by a, by the phone, so we'll see if we can uh, we can bring him up here and continue talking about what he was talking about there before the break about the the Illinois emergency responders. What was what was specifically you were you were talking about there, Julio? It was interesting, first James, that you brought up uh, McCormick. Uh, I've gone to several Chicago Council on Global Affairs meetings, and the McCormick Foundation is now turning to a huge globalist entity. They're, they uh, are sponsors for the council, so they're, they're they're welcoming the summit with open arms. So I agree, Mr. McCormick would be rolling in his grave right now. If he, Interesting, if he it. and it just goes to show how foundations can, of course, take very different texts than the people they're named after. As when the board of directors takes over and basically uses that family name for whatever political agenda they want to promote. Exactly, uh, but yes, I was talking about the Illinois law and. Pro- Law Enforcement uh, Alarm System, and they are a coalition through Homeland Security. Um, they, they also help with the Illinois Terrorism Task Force. And they've been working with the Chicago Police Department and other law enforcement uh, groups around the, around the state uh, in, in, in preparation for the NATO summit. So they've, they've been preparing in um, you know, riot tactics, crowd control, and, I mean, people can look this up on their 2011 annual law enforcement uh, mutual aid committee report. And uh, what we're going to see next week is just a huge police state presence, not just from the Chicago Police Department, but from these, you know, terrorism task force entities. Uh, There's a suburb... uh, off of Chicago called, uh, named Warrenville, the city of Warrenville. This was from May 7th, just a couple months ago. They had a memo talking about uh, joining a group called the Illinois, uh, Northern Illinois Police Alarm System. About 93 different cities around the suburbs are coalescing together to help in case of an emergency at the NATO summit. Um, so in these summits, James, are just two and a half days long. Why Why are we having such a huge presence of police? Why is it necessary? 
and it's just exactly what Rahm Emanuel is looking for. It's just, uh, it's more, I think, of an intimidation tactic than, than anything else, trying to scare the public. I, I think you're right, definitely right in that regards, because you compare and contra- contrast this to the, the battle in Seattle back in 1999, and I think it was the exact opposite situation there, where they were woefully underprepared for any type of resistance, and uh, of course hundreds of thousands of people end up showing up and basically taking over downtown Seattle. And I think as uh, part of the game plan ever since, it's been uh, definitely the, the overt, in-your-face police state nature of everything has been, a, I think, a calculated strategy to make everyone uh, basically afraid, afraid of the police, afraid of what can happen, afraid of the crackdown that's going to come inevitably, and as you point out, has come at every you know G8 and, and uh, conference and G20 protest in city after city around the world. And uh, I think that we've been conditioned for a long time to, to basically roll over and give up on on things like this because uh, there's no way you're going to beat the sound cannons and all of the 21st century Orwellian technology they have now. And uh, and it does raise the question of what really can be accomplished in this type of street protest. And another thing that's interesting, and people can look this up uh, through Coast Guard documents, this is from the Federal Register, Volume 77, Number 72, from April 13th of 2012, uh, the Coast Guard and Homeland Security are establishing four separate security zones on both of the waters in Chicago, the Chicago, Chicago River and Lake Michigan. And these are going to be closed from May 16th, seven days from now, for the East Coast, it's six days from now, uh, May 16th till May 20, May 24th. And quote, it's necessary to protect visiting government officials and dignitaries from potential dangers associated with large-scale international political events. And, you know, James, I think you've been to Chicago. For those that know Chicago, the Chicago River around downtown, I mean, there's really no easy entry to get in. And, uh, and with Lake Michigan, again, it just goes to show you why do you need the Coast Guard to shut down these two ports in Chicago for the NATO summit. Uh, Chicago River is used for uh, water taxis. They're used for uh, tour boats around the skyscrapers of Chicago. That's what makes it so beautiful to be around Chicago in the summertime is to take a tour on the Chicago River to see all these skyscrapers. And these businesses are going to be affected uh, just for for these summits. And uh, publicly, they're saying, oh, don't worry. And there was a meeting last week where they were telling people, people, uh, uh, the head of the Chicago, the chief of police for Chicago, as well as the head of office and emergency management, were telling people, oh, don't worry. So certain parts of the river will be closed, but not all of it. But this Coast Guard document is saying everything, Chicago River and Lake Michigan, will be closed for the summit. Absolutely. Well, just another display of power and and part of that urban laboratory they love to roll out for these types of things because it is a test in so many different respects. But on that note, again, we're coming up against the break. 1-800-313-9443 if you want to get in on tonight's conversation. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Ain't got no money, ain't got no class, ain't got no skirts, ain't got Welcome no back. sweater, Welcome back to ain't got no 
I'm your host, James Corbett of CorbettReporter.com. Tonight we're talking to Julio Rauseo of JNReports.wordpress.com about his work reporting on the upcoming Chicago NATO summit that will be taking place on May 20th and 21st in the Windy City. And uh, we've been talking quite a bit about the preparations and the security rollout that's uh, being prepared for the summit, but perhaps we can turn a little bit to the summit itself and exactly what is going to be taking place. And uh, unfortunately, it looks like this is going to be just another feather in the pride hat of Mayor Rahm. But uh, Julio, let's turn our attention to the summit and some of the players who will be making their appearance at this meeting. I mean, when I first learned of NATO and first became politically awake, uh, my overall thesis was that NATO was going to be the the, the army for the, the criminal elite, for the banksters. And it, it turned out to be exactly that. Last Wednesday night, I was at uh, a meeting, uh, members of Streeterville community, which is a community in downtown Chicago, were met, it was a public forum with uh, the head of the NATO host committee, and she mentioned that uh, members of the United Nations are making an appearance at the NATO summit. Members of the World Bank are going to be at this NATO summit. Members from uh, multinational corporations. She didn't say multinationals, but she said corporations, and, of course, the multinationals. The multinational corporations will be there, excuse me, on top of the uh, 27 heads of state, including the new uh, French socialist president who will make his appearance in Chicago, um, as well as uh, members of the uh, IFAF will be in in Chicago. Uh, president Obama is going to be there. So really it's going to be, you know, the warmongers of, of these, tw- of these uh, NATO nations coming together and really... Uh, create preparations for, uh, as uh, one of the NATO ambassadors to the United Nations called it, NATO 4.0, a celebration of NATO will be taking place in Chicago. Well, what a disgusting concept, and I saw recently some videos coming online from a recent conversation that took place with Madeleine Albright reflecting on the evolution of NATO, etc., that can be found on YouTube, if you dare. And, of course, this is the same Madeleine Albright who was gloating over the 500,000 dead Iraqi children during the, uh, the sanctions on Iraq in the 1990s and saying, yes, of course it was worth it. Uh, right, half a million yeah, dead children? Sounds great. She spoke at the uh, at the auditorium theater in Chicago. That was actually last Wednesday night, and I had a choice of either covering that event or going to this Streeterville meeting where they were going to talk about NATO. And I chose to go to the Streeterville meeting. You know, I wanted to eat dinner that night, so I decided not to go see Miss Madeline Albright. But again, they're they're installing this in Chicago through these different you know elitist trendy groups that, you know, NATO is here to stay, we need NATO, and, you know, NATO is going to be our new driving force for peace, basically, even though peace to them is destruction and, and killing. Exactly, and I think, as uh, Justin Raimondo rightly points out in his article, what Colonel Robert Rutherford McCormick and others were were warning about at the time of the inception of NATO was that this was not just a, 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 a 
a, a benign organization for collective security, but uh, an organization that was going to be used as, as a tool of uh, international conquest. And that's exactly what's happened, even as the entire pretext for the formation of NATO, the Soviet menace, has completely evaporated. They're still pressing ahead with uh, NATO as if there's some you know, pressing need for collective security of the North Atlantic nations in this day and age, as opposed to, of course, what we know this ultimately is, is just the sword that they're using to thrust into the areas that they want, like Central Asia and the Caucasus, where there's so many of the resources that are uh, on the table and for the taking, and it's either going to be Beijing and Moscow or it's going to be the NATO countries. So I think we know where this is all heading. Also, uh, members of the European Union are going to come to the NATO summit as well. So, I mean, we could see people like uh, 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 Van Rompuy, Herman Van Rompuy, uh, Mr. Barroso of Portugal. We could see these uh, type of people come to Chicago as well. And it's really Europe and North America's army force. And they're all coming together. A Turkish news news agency was writing on, on how uh, this was a hot hot invitation to get to come to the NATO summit. And for good reason. They're shutting down, you know, one of the United States' most, you know, outstanding downtown cities, a, a, a huge city like Chicago. It's a hot ticket to come to when the whole city is up for grabs for them. And it's really going to, going to be up for grabs. They're, they're shutting down the entire city for this. Exactly right, and Turkey is occupying an interesting place in all of this. I don't know if people have been watching, but for example, recently, just in the last couple of days, uh, uh, Turkish Prime Minister uh, Recep Erdogan was uh, quoted as saying that he's ready to ask for NATO military intervention in Syria, because I guess he believes that that's his choice to make. And yet uh, NATO has been protesting the EU's uh, involvement at the NATO summit as well, so it's it's kind of some bizarre th- things going on between uh, Turkey and some of the other nations there, but I think they're an important player in all of this as they uh, they definitely have a toehold on that region that's uh, so lusted after by the NATO members. But uh, but let's draw this out a little bit because you mentioned the uh, possibility of people like Rumpy and others uh, coming for their, their romp through Chicago, I suppose, but obviously that draws with it the specter of Bilderberg, of which so many of these people are also members, and which will also conveniently be taking place in uh, not too far away in Chantilly, Virginia, not too uh, far in the future. So let's let's expand this out and look at some of the other summits that are taking place in uh, close temporal and spatial proximity. Well, yeah, I mean, Bilderberg is, uh, I believe, what, May 30th or May 31st through June 3rd, and if you look at these meetings, they they all align weeks apart from one another, and really, what's what, what what's going to be talked about at NATO obviously will be repeated at Bilderberg, and they they will come to their final conclusions on what they want to do. And Syria is on the table; that is going to be discussed at the summit. They will talk about Afghanistan, and from I believe it was Mr. Brzezinski, Zibnu Brzezinski spoke. Uh, two weeks ago at the Chicago Council on Global Affairs, and he is insisting that we, we must stay in Afghanistan, that we need to have troops there, uh, just in case of, uh, just in case of, of a, you know, intervention with Iran, we have our troops in place. So Afghanistan is going to be big talks. And they're also talking about smart defense that's going to be on the table. So it, it should be interesting how these discussions pan out when, when everyone joins together at, at the Bilderberg Summit in just a few weeks' time. And then with the G8, 
uh, at, at Camp David uh, days before NATO, it should be intriguing what those discussions have to, you know, have to lead it, lead into uh, NATO and and so forth. Isn't there, a, James, a summit in Korea taking place too? Not, uh... Uh, there may be. Uh, it's not coming to to the top of my head. If there is. Currently, one there was a nuclear security summit back in March, but I'm not sure about a, a current summit. Although that could very well be the case, but uh, it seems that certainly things have been grouped in uh, the, the U.S. for this uh, couple of weeks, where so many of the people, the key characters, will be hanging around. And just to draw the timeline out for people, yes, the uh, G8 will be taking place at Camp David on May 18th and 19th, and then they'll uh, be shifting the festivities over to Chicago for May 20th, 21st, and then uh, Bilderberg will be in Chantilly, Virginia from May 31st to June 3rd. So, so again, just in the space of a couple of weeks, so many important meetings. And it seems to me that uh, these, uh, the, the G8 and NATO are really just preliminary meetings for Bilderberg, where I assume more of the, uh, the definitive uh, agenda for the upcoming year will be set. But at any rate, uh, it's going to be a very interesting couple of weeks. It looks like, yeah, I, I completely agree. It looks like the, it looks like NATO. It's going to be preliminary discussion, and they'll make their final decisions at Bilderberg. And it's just so interesting to see with this FBI, you know, FBI uncovering their own bomb plot with uh, the supposed anarchist in Cleveland, this new underwear bomber that the <laughs> there was a you know a double agent who was setting up these bombs, and supposedly there, it, it was uh, Yemen, Al-Qaeda. It's just so interesting. All these events are happening around the same time these summits are taking place. I mean, it's not a coincidence that all these all these events are, are shaping up, and it, it's, it's quite clear, even with Israel's decision to move up the elections and then Netanyahu canceling the elections altogether, it, it, it's quite clear that these next couple of months, and these, these next summits, they're preparing for World War III, more military intervention. And it just so happens that these public relations, these propaganda pieces, are being put forth through corporate media. That's exactly why I think it's especially important for people to be t- uh, keeping a close eye on what's actually being discussed at these summits rather than simply focusing on the police state spectacle of them, like in uh, downtown Chicago, because uh, absolutely, I think we are very, very much at a pivot point, and these uh, next few weeks could be very crucial for deciding on some very important things that will have world historical importance. And uh, we, as we see 2012 playing out with uh, things like the London Olympics and the ever-present threat of an Olympic false flag and, and all of the other types of things that could be used to really uh, to, to change things on a dime, and uh, I think we might get the first smattering of intelligence about that at some of these summits. So I understand I that you will be... I understand you'll be covering this on your website and on your YouTube and Twitter. Correct. Well, this is huge breaking news. I'm breaking it first through through you. I'm going to be covering the NATO summits at McCormick Place on throughout next weekend. So I'll, I'll be doing live updates. I'll be taking photos. I'm going to I'm trying to do everything I can to get some information inside of the NATO summit next week. So I'm breaking that right here on your show, James. Excellent. Well, I, I personally can't wait to uh, to hear your reporting on that. Unfortunately, I'd, I'd be absolutely overwhelmingly happy to have you on, but I'm going to be away on vacation for the next few weeks, this decisive few weeks. Uh, bad planning, planning on my part, I suppose. But uh, but So unfortunately, I won't be able to cover it live. But uh, what, what will be the best way for people to follow your reporting there? 
Um, they can follow me at Twitter at JN Reports. I'll be I'll be doing updates there, and then on my on my blog JN Reports at WordPress dot com. Um, and, and and I agree, James. I, I, these these are going to be interesting interesting talks, and it's not a coincidence as well that the main focus of these summits through the media in Chicago is the shutdown of the city, is these potential protests and anarchy. Uh, taking place in the streets, and not on what these heads of states are going to be talking about inside. I agree. I, it's, I see it as a distraction in the public's attention away from what's really happening. They're going to be talking about World War III in these summits, and yet the, the media's attention is more on the chaos in the streets and not what's going to be taking place inside the McCormick. Exactly right, and and that is the key point of this. I mean, people can even cast their minds back to say the uh, the G20 in Toronto back in 2010, and probably everyone can remember the uh, the protests and the, what happened there, and the flaming police car with the iconic image, and and the uh, absolute desecration of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, and all of that that took place there. But probably very few people, if any at all, out there in the audience can really think of what was actually discussed at the meeting itself which one would think is probably more to the point. And I hope that doesn't happen with this NATO summit, because as you say, our attention has to be on uh, the very serious discussions that are taking place there that really do amount to a type of World War III scenario, even if it doesn't become a, a military hot conflict in the, in the near future, which it very well could. But, but even the types of things they're talking about are, are very much playing into this creation of two power blocks with NATO on one side and and I guess we could say something like the Shanghai Cooperation Organization on the other side. And uh, we're looking at things like the pullout from Afghanistan in 2014 and, and other things that will really have quite a big bearing on the, the future shape of our world. So I ho certainly hope that doesn't get lost in the mix here. I think that's what I'm going to be focusing my my attention on with these summits is, is, is what's going to be talked about in McCormick Place. And I know there's, there's going to be so many uh, activist journalists coming to Chicago and streaming the protests. And, and I hope they catch agent provocateurs because that's something I'm truly worried about. Yeah. Protests in the city, but agent provocateurs, as in recent memory and history shows, that they're they're the ones that are going to be causing the trouble. And so I, I, there's going to be reporters doing that, but I guess my focus should be on on covering what's inside. The Chicago media aren't going to cover what's really happening inside. They'll do a 90-second TV package for you, a, a quick, you know, PR statement of what's taking place. But I, I'm going to focus my attention on the hard data, try to get some documents or try to break some, some news on what's really happening inside McCormick Place. The people need to know what, what's taking place inside while the whole city's on lockdown. Well, that's exactly right, especially because the NATO summit is a, a closed summit. It's not open to, to the public. So absolutely any information, documents, whatever, interviews, anything that you can get out of there will, I'm sure, be greatly appreciated by the audience and by myself uh, in particular. So um, absolutely hats off to you for doing that once again. So so let's uh, let's break down some of the, uh, the upcoming events that are going to be taking place in Chicago in, between now and the summit itself. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to to the Occupy Chicago uh, press conference where, where they'll be discussing some of the protests. There's a, a Iraq War veterans protest taking place, a, a nurses protest, which uh, which is beginning huge media attention because the mayor revoked their permit because of Tom Morello, a Rage Against the Machine, is going to be uh, coming to Chicago. Um, mm. there's, there's, going, there's going to be 
an official kite celebration at one of the Chicago beaches where NATO diplomats are going to come with a bunch of young children in the city, and they're going to be having a kite festival, James. It's going to be so beautiful. Oh, yay. Oh, it's helping out the little children. It'll be great. Yeah, I mean, they've been doing that these last couple of days. Uh, Diplomats from Spain and France were at the Chicago Public Schools teaching the kids about NATO and Europe. It's been so wonderful. Um, So, yes, there's going to be a kite festival. Uh, James, you're a Cubs fan. Uh, I am. (laughs) Unfortunately, yeah. I'm a White Sox fan, and during that weekend, it's the Cubs-White Sox crosstown rivalry taking place. Ah, yes. That's going to be at Wrigley Field. And James, you know, you've seen that atmosphere at Wrigleyville. Well, Saturday Mm -hmm. night, May the 19th, the night before the official summit, it's going to be NATO night at the ballpark, James. It's going to be a first pitch thrown by NATO diplomats. Oh my god! And they're going to they're going to celebrate NATO at Wrigley Field. The next day is Armed Forces Day, so that's perfect a perfect combination to have NATO Day followed by Armed Armed Forces Day at the ballpark. And what's also going to be interesting on that is the security measures. Could this be the first you know sporting event where we see TSA style pat down? Because of course we need to keep the diplomats safe. Oh, of course. Yes, of course. Well, uh, hopefully they can roll out the Team America theme song uh, for the seventh inning stretch, and they'll, maybe they'll <laughs> sing it unironically. But uh, but on that note, let's take another short break, and we'll be back to wrap things up with Julio Rousseo, jnreports.wordpress.com, right after this. Welcome back to the program, friends. Here we are in the final few minutes of Corbett Report Radio on this Wednesday evening or Thursday afternoon, depending on what part of the world you might happen to be in right now. And tonight we have been talking to Julio Rauseo there in Chicago, and he will be reporting on the NATO summit right there in the thick of things. So I certainly hope people will be following him, and we will give out his, uh, his website, his YouTube, his Twitter again before the program ends. And, of course, they will also be available as direct links from CorbettReport.com slash radio in the show notes for tonight's episode. But, uh, Julio, before we uh, finish and wrap things up here, perhaps we can talk a little bit about your, your new website and uh, what it is that it's going to contain. Obviously, it's brand new, just up now, but, but uh, expanding out from just this NATO summit, obviously, uh, it's great to have you uh, with a new website and hopefully reporting on things in the future. What types of things can people expect uh, to find there? Um, a whole bunch of things, James. And, and again, thank you for having me on. Uh, jnreports.wordpress.com. I'm going to be covering, you know, really the gamut, the gamut of uh, of corruption. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to be a sports announcer, so I'm going to expose the, the inner workings of the sports world. I feel if we can wake up those that only care about sports and get them focusing on current affairs and what's going on in society, then that's one step closer towards freedom. I think so. I'm going to, I'll be investigating sports. I'll be investigating weather modification. Uh, that's that's been a huge thing I've been wanting to uncover, and I've, I have tons of documents invested in my computer right now that I'm just waiting to release onto the general public. So I'm going to be doing that. That's, that's uh, uh, something I, I feel very uh, inclined to report on and ex- 
Expo, so I'll be talking about that. I'll be, I'm going to be covering Bilderberg in a couple of weeks in Chantilly, Virginia, so I'll be doing live reports from there. Um, I, I posted on my blog if there are any stories people want me to cover, just send me an email and I'll do my best to cover it. Uh, but really just covering on, on just a full spectrum of what's going on in society. Well, I personally can't wait to see uh, some of that reporting. It, I know it's going to be extremely interesting, and we'll be happy to have you back on the program in the future. Once again, that's uh, jnreports.wordpress.com. And can you give the YouTube and Twitter one more time? Yes, uh, my Twitter is at jnreports, and my YouTube channel is linked through my Twitter. Uh, it's 1776 Umphreys, U-M-P-H-R-E-Y-S. I named it after my favorite uh, progressive rock band, Humphreys McGee. They're a mixture of Frank Zappa and Rush in an improvisational style. So, <laughs> Gotcha. I was wondering. I was thinking, is that Humphreys without an H? What's going on? Uh, okay. Uh, well, that makes some but, sense. Uh, All right. I want, just uh, in, in predictions on, on what I think is going to happen in the city, uh, I, you know, with the Kennedy Expressway, O'Hare Airport going to Chicago at 23 miles. They're going to close off with the, with, to, to bring in the dignitaries and these, and these war criminals to Chicago. You know, the, these TSA pat-downs on the CTA trains. Uh, I, I, I've uh, uncovered some information that uh, they're going to shut down communication in the city. They're going to monitor social media, Twitter, Facebook. And, and really filter out any any postings on the NATO summit. I could see a cybersecurity false flag taking place to get the people focused away from what's happening inside of NATO. Absolutely. Anything to keep people's eyes off the ball and to not really think about what's really happening behind those closed doors and uh, all sorts of distractions, no doubt. So I'm glad to have you there in the thick of things reporting. Once again, Julio Roseo, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me on, James. And I'm going to be inside McCormick Place, giving you updates throughout uh, next week. So look Excellent. It. All right. Well, I hope people will stay tuned for that, and I hope people will stay tuned to Republic Broadcasting. And I will be back with all of you tomorrow night, 23 hours from now. So until then, thank you for listening, and take care.